Just to uh, briefly pick up on um, some of those stories, Cecil was uh, sharing the particular, the particular couple in the car emailed the office this week to just send a note of thank you, really, because as Cecil picked up, they were uh, looking at moving, they were praying about that, and they were discussing that in the car when this uh, uh, ragtag team came and knocked on their window and said, we had your car number plate, is there anything you need prayer for? And uh, they just said how they felt really encouraged through the prayers and the words, and it was a real confirmation for them that God was in this move and their decision to... Uh, change jobs. So for me, that just really illustrated the lengths that God goes to, actually, at times, to uh, encourage his children, to reassure them that they're on the right path. And uh, often he does honour it when we step out and take some risk. Anyway, looking at today, so as Martin says, we are continuing our series about worship, and we're looking at the whole theme of wonder in worship. I showed this picture to the 6.30 congregation, it was lost on them, and equally I think it's lost here. Um, so I shall, I, I will move on. Um, but it would be great to have one to lead us in worship. Um, I don't know about you, but for me there are certain places I go, out and about walking, and I'm just struck by the enormity of creation, the beauty of creation. This is Rio de Janeiro. Um, got to go there last January. My wife, as many of you know, is from Brazil. So we like to spend a lot of time there. And Brazil is just an immense country for natural beauty. And this city is amazing. Just set in these mountains. And you see the Christ Redeemer statue up there. And you can see it from pretty much anywhere in the city. And when you go there, it's just absolutely enormous and and there's something about stuff that is big that just kind of fills us with a sense of awe I don't know if you find that I often find that and I can kind of get my head a bit around how they constructed the statue itself which is amazing but the formation of the mountains and things just just blow you away equally there's just this amazing waterfall in Brazil on the border with Argentina called in Foziaguasu, featured in a James Bond film. Um, and there is, there is this path where you can take, uh, which is about a mile and a half long, and uh, you just see these stunning waterfalls as you go along. And, it, uh, and you get to the end of it, uh, this bit here, where all these waterfalls just kind of form this, this basin, and there's all this water coming, and you can just see this rainbow uh, where the waterfalls are and you get closer you can go right into it and the spray of it hits you and it just this, this sense of wonder and awe just come over you has anyone ever experienced anything like that a few heads nodding that's good and there's something about creation that declares the glory of God there's something about creation that points towards there is a creator who made this who is great and awesome And we just get a sense of just how huge creation is, how huge God is, and in a way, actually, how insignificant we are at times. Now, I think it's one thing to see a photo of these places, isn't it? It's one thing to uh, see them on the television. It's another thing altogether to experience them. And it's the same with God. Do you know, we can hear stories about God. Stories of people's encounter with God, like Isaiah. 
or Jesus when he is transfigured. But it's another thing to experience him. And as we, as we experience God, there is that sense of reverence and respect. There is sometimes in worship where, where we just become aware of the presence of God. And, and for me, sometimes I, I just need to kneel or even lie down on my face. Just, it's like God just inhabits our praises. He is present. And we become aware of just how amazing he is. Isaiah gets a glimpse of God in his glory in the temple. He is overwhelmed by the glory of God as he appears to him. He realizes just how big, how holy and how awesome God is. God is so holy that even those creatures, the seraphim, those angelic beings that live in his presence have to cover their eyes because they, they cannot look upon the holiness, the light of God. In the New Testament it says that God lives in inapproachable light and as Isaiah uh, sees this, it leaves an impression on him. It forever changes him and he cries out, Woe to me! I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Do you know, Isaiah was was ruined by the experience. He was broken by the experience, much like a bone that needs to be rebroken to be set properly. Sometimes when we encounter God, it's like that. And for Isaiah, what happened is that as he encountered God, his life, vision, and ministry was reset by this encounter with the living God. He was reorientated by an encounter with the living God. And I believe there's something in the Christian life and Christian core that starts with an encounter with God. It changes us. It molds us. And out of this time, of course, Isaiah was commissioned, wasn't he, to be a prophet. And uh, he heard the Lord ask, who who shall we send? Who will go for us? And Isaiah says, broken, overwhelmed by this experience. I can imagine tearful. Here am I, Lord. Send me. Send me. Forever changed. It's one thing to hear about God. It's one thing to read about him. It's another thing to encounter him. And in worship, there are those times where we definitely do encounter the presence of God, that sense of his presence, his holiness. As Christians, we're invited to encounter him in worship. And we become like what we worship. If we set our hearts to worship God, we would encounter him. We would become more like him. But if we don't, if we worship something else, actually we'll become like that. Whether we worship money, materialism, Actually, we become more like that. But as we set our eyes on Jesus and resolve to encounter him, to meet with him, that will leave an impression. Jesus himself, he produced wonder, didn't he, in people, to those who encountered him. We, we read Luke's version of events, um, which Cecil read for us. Um, in Mark's version... When Jesus comes down from the mountain of transfiguration uh, with Peter, James and John after they saw him in his glory, uh, the crowds uh, were down there waiting for him as they followed him down. And it says as soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and they ran to him. They ran to him. I think that is a great picture of what worship is like. 
we run towards a God in times of worship uh, who, is, who fills us with awe and wonder. A God who we don't fully understand or we can't fully get our heads round, but yet we are filled with wonder and maze and we know we can approach him. You know, perhaps at this time Jesus was still glowing after that experience. Uh, there's something about the cloud, isn't there, that came in that story that Cecil read. That, that clouds, they're interesting. They conceal things, don't they? And there's something about the, the presence of God when he comes. Even in our worship times, there's, a, there's an air of mystery, something concealed. And it causes us, fills us with intrigue and wonder. And in Christians, actually, I think we need to live in a place. We find ourselves living in a place of mystery and wonder. We don't fully get God, but we know he's good. We know he's for us. We know, even though he is enormous, that actually he cares about the small details of our life, much like those people in the car discussing their future, anxious about it. God comes and reassures them, the God of the universe. Here's a prayer someone prayed about Jesus. And it just illustrates to me just how amazing he is. Let's listen together. Better put the sound in. Excuse me. The Bible says my king is the king of the Jews. He's the king of Israel. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of the ages. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of glory. He's the king of kings. And he's the Lord of lords. That's my king. I wonder do you know him? My king is a sovereign king. No means of measure can define his limitless love. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. Do you know him? He's the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He is the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient savior. I wonder if you know him today. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleanses the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the age. He rewards the diligent and he purifies the meek. I wonder if you know him. He's a key to knowledge. He's a wellspring of wisdom. He's a doorway of deliverance. He's a pathway of peace. He's a roadway of righteousness. He's a highway of holiness. He's a gateway of glory. Do you know him? Well, his life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. Mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word 
amazing prayer, isn't it? No pressure on those who pray in these services to live up to that. But Jesus, he's, he's all that and more. And the great thing is, as the people of God, we are invited to encounter this awe-inspiring God. And the way into his presence, as it says in Psalm 100, is with praise and thanksgiving. It says this, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his encounters with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. People, let's, let's set our hearts on worshipping this awesome God. Let's set our hearts on encountering him because we will forever be changed. Let me pray for us and then I'll hand back over to Martin. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are all that and more and we just pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation that we may know you better. Lord, we just pray that you would speak to us about your enormity, about your majesty, about your uh, wonder, God, through, through creation, Father, through your word, that it would come alive for us, Lord. And as we worship you and sing about how great you are, would we encounter you, the risen Lord, the creator of the universe. Amen.